Hey there, welcome back to the Pat the Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Whether you are over on patthezion.com or tuning in today on our YouTube channel for the audio only edition today, and we will ask a question that might be a little bit difficult for some of us to ask Is Yahweh ever angry with you? Is he ever angry? Oh, yes, he's angry. He's infuriated with his enemies. No, we're not talking about that today. Is he ever angry with us? Is he ever angry with you individually, friend? Our primary text is going to be Isaiah chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and this is what it says here. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Yahweh, for though you were angry with me, your anger has turned away, that you might comfort me. Behold, Elohim is my salvation, my Yeshua. I will trust and I will not be afraid, for Yahweh Elohim is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation, my Yeshua. And so what we're going to talk about for the next little bit here is is a tough question maybe for some people. Is Yahweh ever angry with you? Now we know that there's a prophesied day that will come when Yahweh is going to gather all of his scattered ones. We talk about that actually a lot as of late here on the program. The fulfillment of the gospel and the whole reason behind it was for the ingathering of the dispersed ones, and, and, and we will come together under the banner and the name of Yahweh Elohim, and we will follow the one true shepherd who is also the door and the one calling in the sheep to gather them together. And we will come into a place where we will dwell eternally in New Jerusalem. Man, Yahweh himself will be the sun. There will be no need for any other light. We could talk about that, but we'll get distracted real quick. But in this prophecy about what will come, we see a lament looking forward to a great restoration. Isaiah surely understood this, and he he for sure understood the full gospel. We know he wrote many times about Messiah's prophesied coming. And he knew that it involved an entire set-apart people, not merely a bunch of personal salvations, Um, that merely produce individualistic me and Jesus conduct. We have talked about that um, a lot here um, as of late as well. But what I'd like to briefly highlight is found at the beginning of today's text, which is this interesting line, although you were angry with me. And then comfort comes from Yahweh, although he was formerly angry. Now, on this video channel, I have recently taught on wonderful examples um, of men who walked in humility and and had a response to um, an unveiling, a revealing of a level of understanding and truth that they did not have previous. One of those we talked about was King Josiah. We know, if you have not listened to it or if you're just unfamiliar with the, the uh, biblical account, the high priest of Josiah's day, he unearths um, a Torah scroll that had been forgotten, it had been abandoned um, by his lawless and wicked fathers that went before him. It was not just any old scroll. It was the scroll of the Torah, Yahweh's law, his way to live. And upon hearing the words within it, Josiah, as we brought out a lot in that, um, in that um, video, a righteous man, a man who did not turn to the right or to the left, but when this man who was, who was righteous and set apart unto Yahweh, he declares when he hears the reading of the Torah, The same thing we see here in Isaiah. Upon finding out the details to be holy as Yahweh is holy in a way that maybe was not seen clearly or was just not known before, 
Josiah discovered that he, and in this case, all of the land, was dirty and defiled. And the result? He declares Yahweh was angry with, the, with, with them, with the people. In fact, he states, quote, Great is the wrath of Yahweh kindled against us, since our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book, to do everything written here that concerns us. If you want to read the account to get more familiar or start from zero with it, 2 Kings chapter 22. The literal ignorance and lack of righteous living, according to Father's law, caused Yahweh's anger to be against them as a people. Okay? They were guilty. A, a law exists if you are transgressors. The law demands guilt. Okay? This is a complicated—it's not really complicated. I guess it's complex in the sense of it takes some explaining. But the question is, like, let me put it this way. If there is a law intact— Okay, let's even start very simple with the Ten Commandments now. Most people who would listen to this broadcast would probably attend some sort of a church, or at least has in the past. The Ten Commandments are, of course, on the wall. Now, the Fourth Commandment is very clear for all to read, who could just look on the wall and read it off of a poster or a nice framed little uh, picture. And it talks about what? Remember the Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath day holy. In other words, it needs to be kadosh. It needs to be set apart, distinguishable, and different than the other six days. It is a command. Now, of course, the Catholic Church-infused Christian evangelical doctrine we have inherited has told us that that one has been set to the side because now we are in this mysterious Sabbath rest. That's not really a valid argument, but I understand how we get there if we want to twist um, Scripture to make it mean whatever we would like. The question is, are we held accountable now to nine commandments? And that one is no longer applicable. But let me say this. What if it is, but we do not walk in it, under it, within its boundaries, in obedience? Are we, if it is in fact a a law, okay, if it is a commandment by the creator of all things for humanity, if it is in fact a law, if we are not keeping that law, are we transgressing the law? Are we in a place of guilt? Even if we are walking in ignorance, I would say, without getting into this and spending all day on it, absolutely. We would be held accountable to the law unto the lawgiver. We are held accountable for our actions. And the question is, in many other areas of our life, and again, using biblical people now, King Josiah, an upright man, we hammered this down, boy, over and over again in the Josiah series, talking about men of humility. These, many times in the Word, are upright, godly men. But when something is revealed that they did not know before, repentant men repent again. Josiah, in his case, he tore his clothes and he went to the ground and he cried out this this phrase here that we've read, great is the wrath of Yahweh kindled against us. Our fathers haven't obeyed the words of this book. These things concern us and we didn't even know. We are guilty and Yahweh is angry with me. Are we ever guilty? even of things that we do or do not do in ignorance. 
Now, I know that this may sound funny to ask, but the majority of Christian presentations would say, well, no, not anymore. We're encouraged when we hear sermons and, and all these endless teachings that are out there. Just settle your personal sin. Receive the free gift of salvation and off you go. God's never angry. He's not like that anymore, or at least he may be, because we talk about this this Trinitarian belief system. Well, maybe God's angry, but Jesus is a nice guy, and now he's our mediator, so just go talk to Jesus. Well, friends, this is bad doctrine. This is bad doctrine. And I'm often found saying with great regularity that within the Scriptures we're supposed to see ourselves. We, too, have, like Josiah, I would say, inherited lies. We, too, are ignorant in some ways of our understanding of what we are to be doing and what Yahweh is requiring of us. We have lost our identity. We've not acted according to what is right before Yahweh and men and Josiah himself. He discovered this in 2 Kings chapter 22. Others, like King Hezekiah, he, he experienced this as well. Isaiah knew of this as we read today. Although you were angry with me. If we read what Isaiah was speaking of directly before this verse that we just talked about a few minutes ago, we would see him speak of Father, quote, recovering a remnant. We would see words like assemble and gather, that Yahweh is going to do this work to bring his people out of his anger, out of his judgment, and into a place of peace with him, just like we see Isaiah prophesy. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away so that you might comfort me. This is a prophesied day, friend. So what about us? What about you? I will ask that very specifically. Have you ever been in a place where the reading of the Torah now reveals your error and your transgressions against Yahweh like the righteous men of old? Or are we... Somehow we have been told, we have been errantly taught that somehow we're just better than those guys. Hebrews talks about we're in the greater and oh, if those men, oh, if only Abraham knew what we knew. We're somewhat arrogant in what we speak and what we are telling other people about what we have now in Yeshua on this side of Messiah. Are we simply in Jesus now and these things just don't really matter? After all, we've been told that there's no longer any condemnation for those in Christ Jesus over and over and over again, whether it truly applies to a situation or not. Yahweh just isn't like that anymore on this side of the cross. Well, I would disagree with that because we know for certain he never changes. I think it would do us well to be postured to welcome some hard rebuke that comes from the Word when we read it. And we don't just project that on someone else, or we just read it like it's mere history. Let's not think of others who we believe deserve Father's wrath and anger, yet only exclude ourselves. As we bring this to a close, there is redemption coming, friend. A promise, an ingathering of the scattered seed of Abraham. Father has rightly been angered as we have all wandered and we have all forgotten his way. The scroll of the Torah is going to resurface again, and it's going to go forth from Zion in the coming New Jerusalem age. It will literally be upon the hearts of Yahweh's set-apart ones. 
Jeremiah 31, 33, Hebrews 8, 10, Hebrews 10, 16. Are we in an age of grace? I would say if properly defined, yes. Is Father demanding perfection or else we're all going to be zapped in his extreme anger? No. We've got to mature out of these, these old fables and cling to the entirety of the Bible. In Yeshua, a perfect example of how to walk has been given. His life of walking perfectly before his Father has demonstrated how a man can be pleasing. All others have chosen to fail and to forget, but not the Son. Instead of wrath and anger, Yeshua received a well-pleasing approval from his Father. And now we who are truly desiring to walk as our Messiah walked, we move towards the new Jerusalem promise, the covenantal end, which is really just a beginning, where Messiah's great reward will live with him forever. So what's the challenge? Let us start now to ready ourselves for that coming day and be okay to ask hard questions like, Is Yahweh ever angry with you? It is possible now, friend. And what is the promise on the other side for those who who return to him in a repentant heart, a teshuvah reality? He will then become our comforter. You've been listening to the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for uh, joining in today. Jump into the conversation that you find online about these things. Share them if you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. Amen.